to your mother It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends Just a couple of feathery brethren Weathering any season to see the Eagles Eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese It's Philadelphia, Bo and Sheila in the cut Kicking it cooler than two penguins Still Bo's old arch nemesis Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real Pull up a branch and chill It's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends The early bird skips the worm And prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends Bo Wolf and Shulkapati are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Just Welcome go with what you saw to today. Three birds change your edition. opinion daily. Yeah, yeah I'm all friends. About that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. Where where it is toasty. The heat is on. From his basement, Shulkapati, and most importantly, our special honored guest, the man who runs uh, or at least coaches fast vertical stems better than anybody else welcome back to the show coach flynn great to be here man postseason football let's go well listen all we can do at this point of the of the season we're all everybody's feeling it this this late in the year all we can do is podcast who's on our schedule and uh and that's what we've done here today shield how are you I'm surprised we got, uh, I don't know, are there any bowl games on right now? I'm surprised we were able to pry Coach Flynn away this time of year. I think he watches roughly, I don't know, 85 to 95% of the bowl games. Yeah, I've... I've seen them all so far. There's one at three, and there's one at, there's one at seven. So I have a hard out at like two fifty eight. Okay, that, that works. I, we we fit this in at the right time. That's perfect. Um, now you will notice the absence of uh, Mr. Zach Berman in this episode. And uh, listen, Zach has a lot of work to do this week. I need him to be productive, especially on Sunday. And so we couldn't risk the possibility that Coach Flynn would simply uh, grind him into into dust and make this a, a two-person uh, podcast from henceforth. So uh, I hope by the end of this episode, we can negotiate a truce. Yeah, we, we should clear. I think we can clear the air. I think it'll work out better without him at first. <laughs> and, then we can, and then we can move forward from there. Okay, so uh, why, don't we, why don't we get to it? We've got, we've got some hard outs. Let's, let's get to the action here uh, with a bit of a, uh, a flightening round of questions, if you will. Uh, and I, obviously, we should, we should start at receiver. Um, so coach, I want to know, like, first of all, have you ever seen such a spate of injuries at the position? And, and more importantly, like, take us through what it would be like, uh, being in that room and every week you've got a new guy and, and how, how difficult it would be to, to get guys up to speed. Yeah, I think I texted this to one or both of you guys, but like, I've had a couple years where it was like this, uh, because of the nature of the position, like you do so much running and the NFL season is so long, like you, you there's some years you just get a bunch of lower body injuries and at receiver, like a lower body injury is like a month, you know? So I, we've had those years. I think the difference between my experience and what they're doing is they're actually winning games. Like whenever we had those years, like we struggled, we did, we moved guys to different positions. You took guys out of red shirt, you know, all the stuff you do in college, but it, it's just really hard to overcome. You know, it's funny cause you listen, when I listen to, you know, WIP or whoever it is, you know, their first comment is, oh, get rid of Carson Walsh, get rid of the receiver coach. I mean, the fact that these guys can get lined up, you know, you, you have a guy that gets activated 12 days ago, you know, gets on the, gets off the practice squad on Christmas Eve and then catches a 40 yard pass in the game. I mean, he, he's, he has to be doing some good things, you know, to get these guys playing how they're playing. They couldn't and, get and, lined and, up right last year and they had guys healthy. 
Right. I mean, it's, it really, and there's something also to be said for you get like young guys in there who are hungry, who are excited about it, who are listening to everything, every single thing that you tell them, you know, and there seems to be some of that going on as well. Well, that's definitely true. I mean, I think we look every July or August and everyone does their predictions and you try to figure out which teams are going to be better than people think and which are going to be worse. And really so much of this comes down to injury, you know, luck is, is obviously some of it injury luck. And then obviously, I think if we, as we've seen with the Eagles, some of it is if you add guys who are generally injured to your roster or older guys, that's going to have an effect too. But I, I mean, so much of this comes down to who's healthy uh, throughout the season, at the end of the season, going into the playoffs, which by the way, if you're, uh, you know, looking to uh, get after your friend who's a Cowboys fan, this is another point to make because mm-hmm. they've been incredibly healthy this year. I know Prescott got injured down the stretch there. He was still playing. Amari Cooper wasn't 100%. But I think just if you stack up the rosters, who was injured and who wasn't injured, the Eagles have had to deal with many more injuries than the Cowboys have. So that's something to keep in mind going into next year. Now, Coach, you uh, text us during games. I always like you. You can tell when Coach Flynn's season ends because, you know, mm-hmm. here we go. That's exactly you know, right. Whatever. 9, 10, 11, 12 weeks. And uh, I still bother him during the week from time to time. I try not to send him too many clips of, hey, what's what's this coverage? What went wrong here? Uh, you know, sometimes it'll take a little longer to get back to me, to his credit. He 100% of the time has always gotten back to me. But then you can tell when the season ends, and I'm sure his uh, his family feels this too, all of a sudden, it's a lot quicker. He's got takes on everything under the sun. And one of those takes in recent weeks has been uh, feed Greg Ward. You seem to have taken right. a liking to Greg Ward quite a bit. What has uh, stuck out to you w- with that player? I was a Greg Ward homer when he was a college player. Like, he was a great quarterback. You know, he, I mean, they beat Oklahoma when he was there. I want to say they beat Florida State in a bowl game, maybe. But he was so we watched a bunch of Houston film when he was a player. Now, coach, uh, I don't know then, if you know about this, but you know who wrote about that? I think you, Zach Berman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have zero. I love Zach professionally. I love his work product is great. He does an awesome job. It's just all the it's all the thinly veiled shots of me. I don't understand. He, well, he's awesome at what he does. I think. I think. I think. I think as we negotiate the truths, like. Point number one is he has to abandon who, whatever his friend is who works in the Penn football office. He's got to just cut ties. Yeah, delete the contact. Yeah, don't call the guy back. All that. Stuff. I mean, it, it's the first step. Uh, so back to so back to Greg Ward. It's true. Like uh, you, you early early and often get him the ball. Is I mean, those guys. And you us. just wa- yeah, and you watch what he does. Like his 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 ball skills. He attacks the football. He always. I don't know their offense, but he always seems to be in the right spot. He creates separation where, uh, you know, some of the other guys they had playing inside early in the year didn't. Uh, you know, you felt even the, the the game-winning touchdown against the Redskins, just the way he attacked the ball, guys weren't doing that, or they were at least weren't doing it consistently. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes you get a guy who's played quarterback, who's been under duress, who's handled the ball every snap for an entire game. Like, those guys are just – they're naturally more comfortable in, in the tougher spots in the game. And it, not always, but I think he's a great example of that. You know, yeah, you know I, what? Sorry, Shil. You know what stands out to me is is like he is not surprised when the ball gets to him. Like he, there's no transition time between. Oh, I caught the ball. Now what do I do? It's he. You know, right. he gets up field. He's decisive after the catch as well. Uh, so whereas somebody like even a guy like Nelson Aguilar sometimes is like, oh, oh, I caught the ball. Now what? 
Uh, and and he he his speed of thought is is impressive. Speed of thought. Wow, that, that's a phrase right there. Where did where did you get that one? Have you been uh, hanging out with Coach Flynn's players or something? Speed of thought. I, <laughs> I, I, I texted you guys last night. I, I I just randomly came across a Coach Flynn uh, teaching video on YouTube last <laughs> night, and my favorite my favorite line was uh, it was about cutting you know cutting across and not drifting upwards on the route, and uh, he's like, "Don't run into a headache." So I like that one. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's no longer permissible to say. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that's, yeah. The, that's, that's a concussion that's uncle. Table. Yeah. And how long ago was that video? At least I want to say two thousand nine or ten. I would guess okay. at least that's ten right. years old. Yeah. Well, this just this, by the yeah, go just ahead. by the the the, the, cave the MS Paint that were up there. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> I mean, this really has nothing to do with that, but I'll say it anyway because that's what this podcast is uh, yeah. in general, a description. But we were watching some episodes of uh, The Office in recent days, and man, some Was of that Turk stuff over? some of that stuff would not fly on network <laughs> oh, TV. Yeah, in some of that stuff does not age well. I'm like, no. oh my gosh, cringing here at uh, some of that. But on Greg Ward, I thought Carson Wentz had actually had a good point on him where he was really complimenting Ward's instincts uh, against zone coverage, saying he just knows how to sort of read it, where to settle in, where to get himself where a, a defender is not. And uh, you've really seen, I think, the improvement with him because that first Seahawks game, you know, bringing it back to sort of this weekend, there were obviously issues with timing, where he was, that kind of thing. And now you look at it here and it looks like those two have really been on the same page. And he's obviously going to have to have a, a big game this weekend for them to move the ball. One thing I'm curious about is, you know, we have seen sort of the uh, like a little bit more diversity in the personnel groups from the Eagles offense the last few weeks. And I think part of that, and this is this is just me guessing, is that you know, you can't you can't teach these new guys everything. You can only teach them a few things at once, and so that's why you get uh, the shuffling of of personnel with you know Deontay Burnett and and Big Bob, and that's why probably why Josh Perkins is playing so much. Does that does that uh, strike you as what could possibly be the case, Coach? Yeah, because it cuts it cuts the game plan in half. You know, so if somebody just has to learn the twelve personnel or just has to learn the eleven personnel, I think it makes it easier for them to learn it, and it's also easier to to work in substitutions and then rest if you do it that way so if i'm if i'm a guy that's in on all the 12 personnel plays but i'm out on the 11 and vice versa you can kind of you know especially when you're when you're going into games with with three guys who are active you know you have to you have to come up you have to come up with some systemic ways to to get them out of there for a couple snaps here and there yeah Bo, you got a topic for him i just want to know what what how you you feel about uh big bob and uh deontay burnett Who's uh, who yeah. was described by Boston Scott today as very saucy. Saucy. Yeah, those guys. Oh. I mean, even the one big Bob, the one guy called back. I mean, they're they're when the ball's in the air, they're making the plays. You know, I think there was a ton of and 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 Shield was right. Like, I don't watch a lot of NFL football probably until after Thanksgiving is over, and then like right now, I have too much downtime in between Christmas and New Year's. So <laughs> so I'm texting about the, this game plan is terrible after three plays. You know, which is also. <laughs> Not great, but those the, those guys have have you know more screening goes is 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 one oh. thing we're getting hit with. Yeah, Greg Ward pass. I, I text that about fourteen <laughs> times a game. Have Greg Ward throw a pass. Have Greg Ward throw a pass. This might be but the weekend. I, I also I also think like even last week at the start of the game, like it it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of trust in those guys, and then it got to okay, it's ten ten or we're in the mm. third quarter. Now. I got to give these guys a chance, and he's and, and you know the quarterback is just giving them a. 
putting the ball up in the air and let them get him a shot to go after and go get it. Now, one of the topics we gave you a heads up on because I, you know, we really wanted you to be able to think about this one uh, as we talk about the football guy culture. Very often, you know, another commonality I I would guess between uh, Coach Flynn and Z Burton is their dislike for tofu. Well, maybe that that might mm. be the maybe the offering we can make. You know, we do a restaurant. You and I eat some tofu. They make fun of us. That could be maybe the I like the, that bonding uh experience there but uh you have been a ra- around the game for many years in a variety of capacities and i wanted to get your best like football guy either stories or anecdotes or tales or however you want to term it because i think we text back and forth whenever there's a good sort of football guy story that comes out there whether it's somebody sleeping in their office or the oklahoma drill or any of those things so uh what did you come up with coach flynn what what are some of the anecdotes you can share with us i tried to cut it down to three (laughs) and and there's a couple like there's a bull in the ring one I left out that because you, you almost you have to there's like impersonations you have to do and <laughs> okay uh, so so the, the I'm, I'm gonna go fast but there's the, the take dumbest your time. football spin the yarn yeah, the dumbest <laughs> the dumbest football guy thing I ever did and I think I've told this story before but I blew my knee out during a game uh, three or four years ago celebrating a touchdown <laughs> like I was I was just running down the sideline just jumped up in the air and landed and tore my patella. We pulled a Grammatica. So, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. We were in North Carolina playing uh, Elon. And so as I'm getting on the plane, like all my friends are sending me that video on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like links to that video. And I'm going, and let's keep replying too soon, too soon. You're too the soon. new Grammatica brother. That's the... <laughs> so, so in true football guy fashion, I'm like, well, I'm going to have surgery on Wednesday and I'm going to come back for the game the next week. So I do all that. And then the following Monday, like I can't, like I can't even push the mouse. I'm so tired. Like end up getting pneumonia. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm so I'm out of commission for like three or four days. Like it was just like you think as a football guy. Like if I don't show up for the game as the receivers coach, this whole thing is going to implode. Nobody's going to know how to line up when the ball snapped. They're going to be running in different directions. Like I should have took two or three weeks off, and instead I ran myself into the hospital. So that's the dumbest one I ever did. <laughs> uh, there's a, the other thing is I think there's like there's these football guy things that get said that people don't check. Mm. And like a football and like a football office or like especially when you watch these bowl games on TV, the one that, there was one yesterday, uh, unnamed school, uh, the announcer said, you know, I talked to the, the coordinator about balance. And he said for them, balance is between uh, the shotgun and under center. That's the balance he's looking for. And I thought, <laughs> what, what the hell does that mean? Like, you know, wh- why did this announcer agree with that and then think it was so great? Like. It, there's there's about 200 sayings that if you would repeat them like at Starbucks or at like you were out to dinner, people go, that doesn't make any sense. And, and they've been saying it for like, I've been hearing them for 20 years. Uh, and then there's there, the last one is there. And I didn't work with this guy. I heard this story from someone who did. Uh, there was a coach, single, lived by himself, who once mm-hmm. the season started, didn't pay any bills, like didn't have. <laughs> Didn't have time for it. Didn't, didn't write any checks. Uh, so, when, you know, when August rolled around from August to November, December, like, didn't pay his credit card, didn't pay his car payment, didn't pay his car insurance. Uh, and, and when somebody asked him why, he was like, well, they, they can't really cut your electric off. Uh, it's like It was like a state law. You know, like they had to keep it on. That's all he really needed was electric and heat. And then when the season over, he would just go and, and write all these checks. 
And it was like, uh, yeah, what? <laughs> it takes 10 minutes. It takes 10 minutes. I don't have time. Like, it's in season. I don't have time for bills. I like That's that. That amazing. sounds like you a know- good... That sounds like a good pitch for the beginning of a commercial for auto pay. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. I would you hear say- it all the time. Like, you know, like these guys. Like, uh, there was a thing, uh, the Lincoln Riley thing that that Zach brought up the other day. I saw that it was before the bowl game, and like his wife said about Lincoln Riley, you know, yeah, you know, I couldn't tell you the last time he went and got a gallon of milk. You know, he wouldn't know what a gallon of milk costs. And I thought, like, really? Like on the way home, he just never stopped at a Seven Eleven. Well, no, there's no time. We got we got practice tomorrow in 14 hours. I can't do it, honey. You got to do it. Like I just, it, it's, there's there's story after story of that. I'm way too busy to you know fold my own shirts. There there's a sports writing version of this. You know, I, mm-hmm. I once I once worked with a guy uh, in Philadelphia around 2017 who went an entire <laughs> season without filing an expense report, and you know we were flying. All over the country, it was a playoff run. I mean, there was a lot of money out of pocket being spent uh, on on flights, hotels, meals, and this guy. I can't I can't quite remember what what his name was, but he didn't file an expense. You know, I told my editor at one point. I think it was uh, it must have been like after the Super Bowl, mid February, and we got some company wide email on expense reports, and I said, you know, you might want to check with like Bo on, oh, sorry, oh, wait, I think I just remembered his name. <laughs> I said, you might want to check with Bo on this because, uh, you know, in terms of the budget and stuff, he hasn't filed a single expense report. So yeah, well, you're the equivalent of that football. You're, you really are a concussion uncle. What I will say in that person's defense is that the person who he was partnered with, uh, he, he didn't have, or, or at least that person did not have the luxury of someone who was doing it for him. Yeah, well, listen. That's, uh, as we say in the Kapadia household, NMP, not my problem. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah, I guess maybe uh, maybe I'm more of a football guy than I thought. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I, know that's I, was, uh, I was doing some expenses earlier today. Um, okay, what's next? We, uh, we wanted to get your thoughts on the, uh, you know, Shield was talking about the, the uh, cornerback sort of coaching tape stuff about getting your head around what is your what what, what can you tell us about uh, so we don't sound so silly about wh- when guys should get their heads around yeah i think there there was a probably about three or four years ago there was a, a group of guys just listening to db coaches talk and the guys that i work with which has probably been like three or four it, it was like in vogue to say never look back for the ball ever like that was a coaching point uh, I think that has gone, you know, by the wayside and it's kind of been amended to what you guys were talking about earlier, which is when you're beat and, and you know, you have to close space, you know, run to the hands and get the ball out. You know, I think if you're there, if you're in phase, uh, locating the ball is, is what you have to do because I mean, interceptions change games. I, you know, I don't know if they do it by, you know, winning percentages and some of the advanced analytics, but you know, turning, turning people over is where it's at. You know, so if you have a chance to do that, you have a chance to play the ball. I think you have to do it. But if you're beat, you know, running to the hands is pretty much what, you know, the, the majority of guys are teaching nowadays, I think. And then on the other side, what is the uh, give us the explanation when we hear uh, late hands? I just saw this on like a uh, it was like a Belichick Gronkowski clip and it was like a practice play. And he was he was complimenting him on his late hands Uh you know, what, what that means, whether you teach it, how much you teach it, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think you teach it. I think it's been overblown a little bit because it's, 
you hear about it, you know, like I said, you see mic'd up and people coaching it and it's a big announcer point when you're watching a broadcast. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, I think there's a fine line. Like if you do it too early, you can't run with your hands in the air. You know, you decelerate. So you're trying to teach guys to run through the ball. You're trying to get your hands up there, you know, as late as possible. But the flip side is that you watch a lot of drops, you know, it's because your hands are late. You know, you have to stop the ball. Your hands have to get up in the air and physically stop the ball. Like the ball's not going to stop itself, you know. So I, I, I'm fine myself. The the Where we get into trouble is more when our hands are late than early. But for down the field throws to make sure that you're fast getting to the ball, it's definitely something that, that you bring up. Mm, we've we've talked about how mentally uh, fragile and weak I am in any type of sporting competition. I could see that coaching point really getting in my head. I would be getting them getting them up real late. The ball would hit me in the chest, uh, drop to the ground. I, I wouldn't be able to get the timing right. So, eh, good thing I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Coach, do you ever do you ever do you ever throw the ball during practice? I do. Yeah, I do. Um, not very well. You know, I, it was funny because I've talked to a bunch of guys about quarterback play you know, go and visit guys and, you know, over the past probably three or four years. And because of the way I've thrown the ball for 20 years, which is I have a line of 14 guys, and I'm trying to throw it as quick as possible. Like my throwing mechanics are horrendous, <laughs> you know? So when, it, when we get to the point in my career, when I'm coaching the quarterbacks or working with those guys, be like, listen, don't do anything I'm doing right here. Or like get your elbow. Like I look, I, I'm kind of Kent to Colby, Ken Stabler, you know, cause, because when you're throwing drills for receivers, it's, you know, get as many out as you can in a minute and a half. Uh, but the, the other thing is I use the jugs a lot. Like, we're, we're on it every day. We're on it free practice. Uh, it's just it, it, for downfield throws and volume and all that. We're, so I try to throw as little as possible, but it's, you, you can't avoid it in, in this line of work. Well, when you, when you get to coaching the quarterbacks, will you teach them that it's easier to throw the ball hard when you're uh, rolling right? <laughs> I, I think there's, um, you know, I, I think throwing a football and throwing a baseball are different. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think there's any advantage to crow hopping. I think a great example would be on the Wentz throw to Miles Sanders against the Redskins. That was more him getting his hips around so he could generate force, getting his right foot in the ground and gunning that ball there. So I, I think, yeah, I don't, I think it's a football, throwing the football is a unique thing. Very itself. diplomatic answer. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. <laughs> do 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 kids get like a, a like like a jugs machine at home nowadays? Like, remember, I remember the big thing when I was a kid was they would have that like netting thing where if you had a uh, Bo, you probably you, had one of you these. You could throw it. And come yeah, back you to could you? throw oh, it, man, and it, came back. it was so fun. You could just spend hours. But you know, I, I never had one. But uh, the neighbor neighbor shout out to Dave McLaughlin. He had one, so I could use use his. Has that like evolved? Is there are there like these? Uh, electronic things people use now at home kids yeah they're super expensive like they're like five grand they're like five grand what um you might as well just get jason avant's wife to throw you tennis balls (laughs) what's more was that jordan matthews i can't remember Uh, i mean i'm glad i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) i think what's more in vogue and it's it's really at every position is everybody has like a guy everybody has a coach Mm. everybody has somebody that they pay you know, between a hundred dollars and up an hour to to have them do you know a million different drills that don't necessarily make them any better. Uh, but I think that's you know, it, there's not a whole lot of kid kids in the backyard. You know, it's hey, come to my facility mm. 
And, you know, look at all these jerseys on the wall of guys that, you know, I've turned into NFL quarterbacks. You know, it's like it's like quarterback is like around here, like George Washington slept here, those signs. You know, hey, Washington, George Washington lived here. He was here. It's the same thing. Like if you work Dwayne Haskins out once or, you know, Trevor Lawrence. I have Trevor Byron Lawrence left, which is phone number. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, every, you, you didn't coach him in a game. You never had him in a meeting, but you had him run through some cones once for 25 minutes. And now he's your guy and you're going to charge me 200 bucks. I think that's more the direction it's going. I'll, I'll never forget. I went to a uh, like a Sixers camp, Sixers day camp uh, when I was I don't know how old I must have been like eight or nine years old. And they would always, you know, on the commercials when they'd showed them during games, they would, you know, say Sixers camp. And, you know, you would think you're getting whoever their star was, which they weren't. There weren't many of them at that time. But then you would go to Sixers camp and it would be like, you know, the 12th guy. Like I remember all about you guys, but you guys probably don't remember these guys, but Brian Oliver, I think. Kate oh, Martin. yeah. Georgia, oh, you do? Georgia Tech. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian Oliver, Andre Turner was another one. And uh, I don't I don't remember who it was, but I remember one of the guys, you know, he came to Sixers camp, whatever, for half an hour on the last day. And his advice was, he, he's like, you only need one friend. You don't need more than one friend. You just need one friend who's going to rebound for you. That's all you need. It's like a bunch of like eight and nine year olds. Like, what? <laughs> this is really weird messaging uh, right, right now for uh, the Sixers camp. So that, that just made me think of that. I think it's the same. Like when you watch the games now, the, the, video, the commercials are Ben Simmons. You know, helping yeah. guys out, but I got I got a feeling you get a lot more Norvell Pell. Mm. <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad. Like it's probably name. better now than it was then. Yeah. Do you have any more uh, football questions, Shield? Any more football questions? Uh, I did. I did have one with the. Um, so they're obviously playing the Seahawks, and we know how the. It's interesting to me that they're playing a team where it feels like the week of prep should not be that difficult. You know, the Seahawks don't disguise coverages. They play a lot of cover three. They've been doing it for a long time. And really, if you look at it, since the Seahawks had all that success, a lot of teams were playing that way. You know, Gus Bradley went to the Jaguars and they played that way. Dan Quinn went to the Falcons and they played that way. The 49ers played that way. And the Se- and the Eagles have played the Seahawks, uh, what is it, three times now in four years. So uh, my question to Coach Flynn is just when you are – Preparing for a team like that, where you kind of know what's coming, you know their personnel, you've played a, a month ago, what are the challenges there? Are there any advantages? And, you know, is there anything specific you would look for from the Eagles offense this weekend? I think, again, if you're going to get a ton of single high safety, like you should be able to throw the ball. You know, I think single high man slows some things down, and, and especially with the guys that you have out. But there should be some some access throws to keep them on schedule. You know, you should be again even with Ertz out, you should be able to throw the ball in the seams. You know, I, I think with the Seahawks, you know, it was player driven, like almost all football is. That those yeah. defenses were great because the secondary was great. You know, I mean, you didn't see people. You got almost all too high zone looks because people couldn't. That couldn't hold up against good passing teams. But they were so good at corner. They were so good at safety. I mean, you know, you 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 got to see it in person. I mean, they they have Russell Wilson on offense, which you know, as you know, solves ills on all all phases of the ball. Um, I, I think it, you know, it's it, you should as as in general saying, hey, they're going to play cover three. Great, we can throw the ball. You know, we can get on schedule. 
you know, we can, we can, we can do some things to make this quarterback comfortable. You know, it's been, it's been a little bit of, you know, these drives are going to be more extended and they're going to be longer plays, but you know, one high safety defense should give you that. I mean, it should, it should really suit what they're doing. Now, again, I'm not sure if they've ever beaten Pete Carroll since he's been in Seattle. I don't think so. Uh, I think he's five and oh, I think. Yeah. I think, I mean, and to me, that's player driven. You know, I don't think it, they've just been really good on defense and they've, I mean, they've taught their scheme well, and they understand their scheme, and they, you know, they knock guys down, they get the ball out, they're aggressive. Uh, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think you can, I don't think there's there's thirty teams in a league that can survive that way. What's an access throw? You said you you said access throw. Like any time, you know, if you if you're not getting pressed and the corner zone turns and gets out of there, you know, they, they've done a good job uh, with interior access throws to Greg Ward on third down, you know, like third and six, anytime those guys zone drop out, it seems like he either runs a five yard under or six or seven yards and stops and gets you the first, you know, mm. and it's the same thing outside. If you're playing cover three and those guys are really getting to the deep third, you know, it's easy throws outside the numbers. That's really my problem with when teams play the inverted cover two. there's so much open space, you know, there's nobody in a receiver's face. There's nobody rerouting anybody. There's nobody you have to run around. Uh, and I think it's the easiest thing for the quarterback, particularly in the boundary, just to throw the ball out there, get seven, eight yards, and you know, to stay on schedule. I didn't mention it on the squall twenty-two, but they did give up yet another explosive play with the uh, with the inverted cover two. So that's something to keep mm. an eye out for on uh, on Sunday as well. Yeah. <laughs> cover, inverted cover two is the worst. <laughs> More importantly, uh, you know, we've gotten your sense of things. What is how does Sherry Flynn feel about these Eagles right now? True. We, yeah, we should. Yeah, have, she might have been. We might, probably should have got her on for like a five minute uh, guest hit here. Maybe, maybe if they keep advancing. Yeah, she's fired up. I mean, I think it. You know, there has been some. You know, she was off the past couple of weeks, so there was more of like. Uh, I almost had to watch the game uh, somewhere in public, which I got. I talked <laughs> myself out of that. But she went. She yeah, went. Never with a bunch go of in public. And, generally, speaking. no, no. I, I don't want to be around other people when Definitely I watch not. games if I can avoid it. You didn't have to um, add that lo- last thing about when I watch games. I mean, mine is just yeah. yeah second, that that first part holds up for me. I was uh, nodding my head there. Oh, that's my that's my issue too with New Year's <laughs> Eve. Like New Year's Eve, like you have to stay till midnight. You know, so if you get somewhere at like seven, you're there for five hours. Oof. Like, oh boy, that's a you long definitely time. can't be getting there at seven. No, but they're, they're, she, she's jacked up. My son's excited. My daughter has no idea what's going on about you know any football, but it's. I think they feel the same way kind of everybody does where it's just, it's with a younger bunch of guys in there who are, who you can feel like, I I don't know, maybe you can root for them a little bit better or they're just, you know, they have a little more juice and you're, you're, you're rooting for practice squad guys and you're happy to see Greg Ward and Boston Scott. And and, I mean, it's like, Hey, who's this guy? Oh, uh, Burnett. Okay. When did he get here? You know, I think that's added some, some excitement and you're, you're always thrilled. You know, she's always happy to see Dallas season end and, you know, listen to Max Kellerman and these other guys all of a sudden have strong opinions about, you know, the Carson Wentz is being carried by his skilled players and all this nonsense. <laughs> so I, I think everybody's jacked up. But, you know, the Eagles gears was the Eagles Christmas hats were busted out. You know, it was it's good to still be playing. Everybody's ready to uh, offer their kidney to Zach Ertz if he needs it. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> Although, again, I think if, if his cast kidney is legit lacerated, that's a wrap. Like, I don't, I don't see how, you know, we've had, I had a guy, I had a lacerated kidney. I didn't have it. One of my players had one once. And then we had a spleen once, Uh, both, both similar deals, just like falling down. One, one fell down on his elbow, trying to catch a ball and one fell down on the ground. But those, 
like it's all about when it heals. You know, there's no rehab to be done. There's no pad it up. It just kind of has to get, you know, it takes time for it to repair itself. I'm not sure any description of a football injury sounds more painful than lacerated. Like when I hear that, I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, well and, that, the, and it brings the person alive. It brings to mind the worst uh, one I've ever heard, which was um, Asante Samuel lacerated groin. Oof, 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 oof. Yeah, no good. Yeah. Yeah, no good. You're not uh, you're not getting surgery on a Wednesday and coaching on a Saturday with that bad boy. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no. <laughs> I believe actually Rick Burkholder tells a funny story of uh, of, of a. Uh, dressing that wound, I believe. So okay. well, that's all, that's all you got. There is that. That's the end of the story. <laughs> no, no. Please, not my, please not my story. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, let's not get Coach Flynn in trouble. You know, he's, he's well, uh, Roman's he's, not Roman's not sponsoring this episode, God. so we'll save it for one of those. I will say what's interesting is when you're when you're post surgical and you have been prescribed oxycontin. I didn't get it off the street. Um, but when you be prescribed, like it's an interesting way to, to watch a game from the booth because my, <laughs> my, my takes were like, oh, man, we got a first down. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh, shucks, we're punting. You know, like it's a, it's a, it's a different way of going about it. That's for sure. That, that would be a good YouTube video if that was out there somewhere. <laughs> like it would be better than that, the one that's out there. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got football questions. Well, we've we've had uh, we're trying to, you know, negotiate the truth between you and Zach downplay the tension. But I want you to I want you to to ramp up the tension and get on shield for his watchman take. Oh, yeah. It's the best show on TV, man. You got to watch it. It's not what you think. Like the the perception is that it's, you know, like uh, and I I love the Marvel movies. I'm not looking down on those, but it's, it's definitely not that. You know, it's it's really your typical, not typical, but it's your, it's it it's more towards the end of like your HBO, you know, mm-hmm. grittier, deeper, deeper takes on thing. It's really well acted. It's really well written. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, actually, I watched. I, again, having all this downtime, I watched it twice. You know, I went through Ooh, it during wow. the year, tr- tried to catch up, and then I went back and started over. And there was a ton of stuff that I missed. Uh, it's just really, really well done. I've heard very good things. You know, I will admit at this age, I am stuck in my ways. Uh, I know what I want in a pizza. I know what I want in a TV show. And when no, but I going hear, back to the, the office, uh, den, huh? you know, and I hear, well, no, that see, this is the, well, this is sort of, that's sort of a marriage thing. I feel, you know, like this is a, uh, you and your spouse are not likely to want to watch 100% of the same things. And so it turns into a, you know, 930 on a weeknight. And, uh, you know, I just made the kid cry over something for bedtime by accident. <laughs> and uh, they finally are asleep. And it's, well, what do you want to watch? And, you know, you don't want to watch something too heavy. I want to watch this. She wants to watch that. So she's she was on sort of a uh, office thing. And so uh, she just threw on that bad boy, uh, had a couple laughs and called it a night. That's all it was. You don't right. do that? You're looking down on me for that? I'm not looking down on you, but I just okay. I, I find it interesting right. that... Uh, you're such a big Kirk Cousins fan. I mean, maybe I should have, uh, I don't know, to started watching the West Wing or something like you. I don't know. <laughs> well, I haven't done that yet. So. <laughs> yeah, that's on your list. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we have, we have an interesting experiment going on here. We're, we usually have two TVs in the house. Uh, my wife recently got a new car, and for some reason, part of the deal was you got a free TV with the car. <laughs> oh, Ooh. Yeah. So the, I think they were trying to sell, you know, a cert, she bought in December. There was a certain amount that had to be sold before the first of the year. Mm. 
Well, the, this TV is yet to materialize. You know, we're in the gym. Oh, room. no. <laughs> oh. Come to, almost the exact timing, our front TV in our front room, uh, which is t- over 12 years old, finally died uh, to its credit. Great run. So now, <laughs> yeah, that's while we're work. waiting while we're waiting for this other TV to show up, like I don't want to break down and get a TV. You know, I want this TV to show up like we were promised. Uh, we only have one in the house, uh, which is uh, with the kids. It really doesn't matter because they have, you know, iPad phones, whatever devices, but it's definitely like the football is still on, but it's, it's not greeted with uh, much excitement when I put it on. <laughs> yeah. These, uh, especially, especially uh, a bowl game between, uh, I can't even mm. name the two teams. I can imagine. I'm looking forward to the uh, the yeah, North Dakota problem. State game. You know. Now, what do you have to yeah, do to like get those... this TV? Well, we just, you know, what to, to the dealership's credit, um, I, we you, you try to reach out to the salesman, and those guys aren't, you know, they're trying to sell cars 14 hours a day. I, I do feel like it's one of the worst jobs going. Uh, but my wife did email the sales manager who instantly responded, and allegedly it's, it's in route, gave us mm-hmm. more information. So I feel okay. pretty good. Well, if it doesn't show up and you need us to uh, crush the dealership or something uh, on Birds with Friends, you, you know, Bo would be happy to do that. But it yeah, sounds no, like no, they're doing not, a yeah. good job. Okay. Yeah, no, we're not there. They've been good. <laughs> They've been good. <laughs> he said that scared, knowing that Bo doesn't need much uh, encouragement. So that, that was good. Yeah, I was worried the hounds were going to be released like instantly. <laughs> well, I know the other entertainment talk. Uh, take you wanted to get off your chest was the Mandalorian, which uh, my brother-in-laws were talking about when they came over during the holidays, and also the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, I'm a big, I, you know, I, that's kind of right generationally in my wheelhouse. You know, I was a little kid when the original Star Wars came out. Uh, I haven't really loved, you know, the the other six movies. Uh, we did go to the theater to see the the latest one. We did think it was pretty average. Uh, I didn't, in terms of the storytelling end of it, didn't really make a lot of sense to us. Uh, by us, I mean me and my son. Uh, however, we are huge fans of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Do you guys have Disney+. Plus? Oh, yeah, got to. Yeah, best thing Don't ever. Don't have it yet. Oh, it's fantastic. But it, The Mandalorian is very well done. Uh, very short episodes and only eight in the season, which, you know, sometimes on Netflix you get those 13, 14, you know, one hour, 80-minute mm-hmm. episodes. Very well-paced. Um, some very good cameos. Huge fan. Who would be in the in the Star Wars universe? Who are your uh, which like two receivers would you would you want to coach? Oh man, this is these are tough ones. I mean, you got to go uh, Darth Vader. I would imagine. Mm. It feels uh, like he moves kind of slow. Play, plays big. Okay, you know, kind of pro- <laughs> pro- probably what the Eagles thought they were going to get out of Arthur Whiteside. Mm. Um. Just an X from what we've we've heard on there on these airwaves. Um, <laughs> and then I was a big I was a big Boba Fett guy growing up. Jetpack, take the top off the defense. Sure, you know all that stuff. I like that. I have no I have no real Star Wars opinions other than that. So yeah, and for again for the Mandalorian, you don't really need a Star Wars background. It helps. There's a lot of Easter eggs in there, but it's also just a really well done story. Did you say you had a, this is a, we're just jumping around all over the place. Did you say you had a, a furnace uh, take? Well, I want to know what what is going on with your furnace that it's taking this long to get it fixed? Well, it's they had to get a they had to get a new part like a, 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 oh, a the, the motor. Part. They had to wait for this this new motor to come. First it took yeah, we, it, first it took a a week to get somebody out here to just to check it out and then they realized what was wrong and then they had to order the part. 
But I'm, we're cooking. Is, we're cooking now, baby. No, oh, the good. part is ne never any cheaper than five hundred dollars. Mm. Well, that's well, that's the thing with the warranty is it, it it brings the price down, but it makes things much less efficient. Yeah, no doubt. You know, those those are the we've had a couple of those. We have the space heater set up around the house, and yeah, it's no fun. Mm. I would say the space heater though can be underrated. I use that here in my basement office. This, this bad boy gets toasty. I feel like I, I don't I, even... Agreed. Yeah, I could turn the heat off on this house and just, uh, you know, whatever room someone's in, turn on that space heater, you will be just fine. But the, I mean, the funniest thing in those situations, which, which I experienced recently, is when the person is trying to, like, explain to me what's happening. Yeah. You know, this happens with cars, um, oh, you know, no HVAC doubt. units, whatever. And he's like, you know, he was, he was a very nice guy, but you know, he's pointing, ah, this is the, this, and they sent you a picture of this. You don't need this unless this happens. And I'm, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got that. Okay. Thank you. I like, I literally don't understand one word of what is going on in those situations. Sometimes and, I will like in the, in the context of when things are happening, I will, I will like fully understand it. And then by like an hour later, I've completely forgotten what anything what anything is oh yeah no i just space out yeah okay all right anything else uh, anything else we have to get to anything you're, you're holding on to coach no i think i'm good again i think i think you know we've taken a step forward towards bearing the axe uh, i would just i'd like to see if you know uh from zach just a few you know a few less cheap shots you know, uh, I just like to see him maybe take the high road once, not to have to get the last word, especially when I'm not on the pod. <laughs> you know, I mean. All right, you know. let's get into specifics here. So what, I mean, because now, you know, we can address them with Zach on Friday right. and we can see how he responds. So uh, the specific issues that you have, what are the steps we can take with those issues to foster uh, some kind of truce? And, you know, maybe there will be maybe do a four band pod in the future. Yeah, I just again, I just feel like there's always this weird like uh, either hesitation or cheap shot, you know. Whenever <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, Princeton football is the official uh, team of birds with friends. Not for me, you know. Like it's just it's always this overly. He's outvoted. He's outvoted on that one. No, you're you you guys' loyalty is unquestioned. I mean, it's spectacular. <laughs> but you know, like even in the beginning of the year, like you know, one time Doug, when they were up seven, he went for two. Right. I'm trying to explain it. The dude, his response to me on social media was like, well, I'm good with what Doug did. Like you never, that's never his answer for anything else. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, to, to get, to get respect, you got to give it, you know, and I'm just not feeling a ton of it, man. Ooh, I like that. Uh, the, Villanova, the Villanova shirt the other day, blatant cheap shot. You know, <laughs> wanders right. in, wanders into my room at two in the morning wearing that Villanova shirt. I think, I think, how about these terms? Zach uh, agrees that Princeton is the official football team of Birds with Friends. In return, you follow him on Twitter again. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for that. That that first one will never happen on air. He will never do that. There's zero. Oh. Shot. There's zero shot. <laughs> all right. Well, let's. I, I think that's a good starting point. If we can do that, then we can uh, we can maybe with the next Birds with Friends meetup, we'll do a little to tofu, anti-tofu thing. Mm. I think that would be another step in the right direction. And then, uh, you know, who knows? We'll see where it goes from there. I know there was a point where both thought that this was all uh, sort of a made-up thing where then you were going to – what did you think, Bo? He, Coach Flynn was going to kind of bounce you 
from the pod and we we're going to do like a three man pod without you or something was that your uh, was that your paranoid take there when i don't remember i don't remember what uh, you're talking about oh come on all right all right what did the kids say i've got receipts all right now i honestly this. have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> okay all right well i thought that's what it was okay <laughs> yeah, i make up stuff in my head so it could be that it's, i mean oh no i mean i just have a bad memory i'm sure that it's i'm sure that it's based in some kind of reality i know that's right uh before we let you go coach do you want to uh, get get on the record with an official prediction for sunday yeah I'm, i don't think i've ever picked against the birds on the pot i'm not going to do it now mm. i feel good i feel i feel good about the draw you're playing a team that's almost as beat up as you are you know i think it'll be in the in the at like these all the game 24 17 24 21 you know i i like our chances i'm feeling good greg ward you know, I, catch I don't know if you guys have heard this, but this time of year, everybody zero and zero. Mm. I know that's right. Uh, no, 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 no one's a hundred percent. I know that everyone's feeling it this time of year. <laughs> throw out the record books. You throw out the record books when you get to the playoffs. Well, look for could... that. Ba- look for look for that balance between under center and shotgun. <laughs> Low man wins. Good, good, good thing I know is Coach Flynn's not going to go on another podcast. He's not going to uh, create a YouTube video. He's not going to write something with a different prediction than he just put out there. He's got way too much, way too much class and integrity to do that. So I think they, I, I think yeah. if anyone if anyone ever thought that I was a more principled person than Coach Flynn, they would they were out of their mind. Well, that's well. True. I also do recall I do recall a either bumper at the end or beginning where someone's talking about, hey, you know, just. Make a prediction and then change your opinion daily. No, <laughs> yeah. no one will ever remember. Thank you very much. I, I think that's true other than it's uh, a ma- score This is a macro joke I've been playing all season long. <laughs> well, I'll tell you the other thing. Any, any Eagles discussion, my, my whoever it is, whatever the group is, whether it's his peers or older older kid, you know, adults, my son chimes in, yeah, Nick Foles never lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> So your influence is being felt, man. Uh, shaping America's youth. A scary thought, but, uh, you know, we'll do what we can. That's fantastic. All right. All right. Well, Coach Flynn, thank you as always. We look forward to the uh, to the text thread on Sunday when uh, one play has gone by and Greg Ward doesn't get the ball. Uh, I and... appreciate it, man. Anytime. All right. Sounds good. We will, uh, we'll be back tomorrow with our prediction podcast on The Athletic, the app-only episode. Zach will be back. We'll see if he uh, finds these terms amenable. But for now, for Coach Flynn, for Shield, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you.